The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hey, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. I'm your host, Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Charlie McDermott. Charlie is a speaker, author, and founder of the Business and Entrepreneur Network. He helps small business owners clear the path to building valuable, scalable, and saleable businesses via automation and the creation of direct response marketing assets. Charlie started his first business as a college student at Westchester University located in Pennsylvania and grew it into an eight-figure health club empire. 22 years later, he sold that business to focus his marketing expertise on Hollywood where he used over 20 different forms of media to break through the clutter and land his son acting roles in feature films and television shows including The Office, private practice, medium, and a full-time gig as Axel Heck on the hit ABC comedy, The Middle. Today, Charlie works with hundreds of entrepreneurs every month online from as far away as Australia and via live events held in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Wilmington, Delaware areas. You can go check out his website over at benresults.com. Charlie, thank you so much for being on the call with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. Today we're going to be talking about how sometimes business owners are working too hard. We're going to be talking about how people can increase sales with automation. My first question is why is automation critical to business growth, success and financial independence? Great, great question. And and the answer is a little story. I started this business and entrepreneur group, uh, the Business Entrepreneur Network, and I created a monster because I taught our students, our small business owners, and we have about, a, about 200 members, and we do live events and, and all that, uh, but the problem is I taught them how to be great marketers, and you would think that's, that would be an awesome thing. However, when you get really good at marketing, you build your business, and you get a lot of customers, and if you aren't set up properly, you get very busy, and for many business owners, it becomes a vicious cycle of Marketing, a wave of business comes in. It's like, go, 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 serve, 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 serve. And, and they're exhausted. And then they wake up the next day and go, oh, my goodness, sales are down. Do it again. Market, wave of business. Go, 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 go. And, and it ends up burning these guys out in many cases. And, and even in the best case, it's just not a fun way to live because they end up working seven days a week and missing out on family events. So um, about, about six months or so into the start of this group, you know, kind of a light bulb hit. I said, geez, you know, what enabled me to sell my health club business and spend two years with my son out in Hollywood and help him in his acting career was that I was able to build systems in my business and sell it versus, you know, what I equate to if you have a choice between owning Joe's Pizza Shop and Joe's in, in the in the pizza shop flipping the dough and, and he's at the cash register with, with you know, the white powder in his hair and, and on his fingers and then he's serving up your pizza slice and he's locking the door at night and opening it in the morning and maybe even cleaning the floors. Um, or would you rather have a McDonald's that 
I have yet to go to McDonald's. Not that I go in there that much, and and and, and uh, um, but every time I do, I I seek the owner, and I've yet to find Mr. McDonald in a McDonald's um, because they don't need to be there, uh, or Mrs. I don't want to be, you know. Uh, um, but the the reality is, is those businesses are set up with systems, as we know, and it frees the business owner up to do other things, to enjoy life, and to have a, a predictable cash flow versus Joe's Pizza Shop, it's all in Joe's head. And when Joe decides to retire or to move on or, or to take his son to Hollywood, Joe's kind of screwed <laughs> because it's all in his head. So bringing back to our business and entrepreneur network, it's, 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 it's yeah, marketing is very, very important. And certainly you've got to have, have a good product and a good service. But if you don't have systems in place so that you're not doing the same thing over and over and over again, spending way too much time doing manual stuff, stuff that costs, you know, in our, in our area, 10, 12 bucks an hour, when you're worth 100, 500 or more an hour, um, you're not going to be able to grow your business. One of your teachings is to build a valuable business versus what you call an ABCYT business. Can you give our audience some direction on how to build a valuable business? Uh, so, so we coach our, our members on from the start, I mean, everything we, we do should be based on selling our business at some point. And it's okay if you don't want to, but you know, yeah, things change. When I got my health club business, I was a college student, and 23 years later, you know, my kids are, are teenagers, and, and I wanted to do some things, and, and it just made sense for me to sell my business at that point. Without those systems in place, you don't have a valuable business. So Joe's Pizza Shop is worth maybe 50000 you know, maybe if he's got a good location, maybe a special recipe, maybe a little more versus the McDonald's, which is worth millions. And and the only difference is, is that McDonald's has the systems in place. And, and therefore, that's what you want to build a business that has the turnkey operation possibilities. And also, when you think about it, you know, last thing you want to do is, is wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, my goodness, if if if. Joe gets hurt, gets hit by the bus. If Mary decides to to leave or or or, or take a, a um, you know, maternity leave, all all of a sudden, as a business owner, many times our support people end up dumping their work on you, and it traps you again from growing your business, and that's not a valuable business. So the ABCYT is this always be chasing your tail phenomenon that business owners do pretty much every day of the week. You know, it's it's we get caught up in the fires. We ended we end up doing things ourselves because no one else can do it. You know, as good as we can versus spending their time building the systems. So the same thing happens over and over again consistently. And you take as much as possible the human factor out of the equation. So what are the three gaping holes in the sales funnel? Well, you know, so this starts to flow into, you know, taking the the human piece out of the equation and, and especially in the areas where it's critical that we eliminate error as much as possible. And when I say error, it, it, it's, it's not that staff is screwing up. It's that many times they forget, they get, they get busy. Stuff doesn't happen when it should. So when you look at a typical sales funnel, you have your, your, your kind of your big top where people, Come on board. And, and so for an internet business, they're coming to the website. For a retail store, they're coming through the doors. For other businesses, they're coming through, through the phones, as an example. And, and for many businesses, they're coming from, from all those areas and, and others. So 
question number one is, are we capitalizing on that traffic? So are folks coming to our websites, kind of shopping, kicking tires, and then leaving without, without giving information? In my health club business, it, and this, is, this goes back, it's been eight years since I sold it. Back then, it cost us $350 to bring in, bring in a new sale. So it would drive me, I had an army of sales folks, and it would drive me crazy if I saw a prospect come through our doors and then five minutes later leave and find out that they didn't, ca- they didn't get their information. We have now no way to follow up with that person, and we just kind of have to either do expensive advertising to hopefully maybe get them back or just sit and wait. And I didn't like those options. So we made darn sure we had a system in place to capture that information. The problem with most businesses and the, and the difference between then, eight years ago, and today is websites really weren't that critical back then. Today, a lot of folks start there, especially in, in the in the bricks and mortar retail and service businesses. They kind of get a feel for things, and then if they choose to visit, they'll head to the store. So if you're not capturing information on the website at the beginning of that funnel, that's one of the three areas where we're missing the boat. So that's a huge gaping hole. So if you have a hundred people at your website today, and and none of them join, or none of them join, none of them give you information, you've you've lost out big time. Mm-hmm. Um, if people call in, if people stop in the store and we're not capturing information, have something in place at least, even if it's only ten percent, even five percent over the course of a year, that's a huge amount of dollars that that could flow to your bottom line. Um, then once we get get those folks who give us their information. Then what happens? So if, you, if you're fortunate enough to have a sales staff, great. Even if, if it's yourself doing the sales, um, you all have probably busy seasons. So in my health club business, our busy time was January through March, April. People wanted after, after the New Year's, they wanted to lose weight and hit their goals. And, and, and it was lousy weather. So why not join a health club? At least something to do and all that. Mm-hmm. And then a few months later, they, they, we'd kind of slow down a bit. And so what would happen with our sales staff is is during those months, they would kind of become order takers instead of salespeople. <laughs> you know, you know, the difference between an order taker and a salesperson, you know, the order takers just kind of sitting there waiting for the business to come in. Someone to hand them a check versus a salesperson is, is working their leads and, and prospecting and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So what would happen during the first quarter of our business is is a lot of the warm to cold leads wouldn't get followed up on because my sales team was just just living off of the, the cream. You know, people walking in the door saying, hey, Charlie, sign me up. Here's my money. Next yeah. person, sign me up. Here's my money. Um, and so the question there is, you know, if I had to do it all over again and I had I had a, a eight to nine full time salespeople. What if we could have automated all those warm and cold leads so that there was follow up happening? Every single, you know, whatever that time, every single day or so many times a week. And it didn't involve our salespeople. And it was consistent. And at the end of the whatever it is, the week, two weeks, whatever the buying cycle is, sometimes even months or years, we could bring them in as a sale. And it wouldn't cost us an extra nickel. Wouldn't that be a great system? It would <laughs> so, be, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and probably I could have cut my sales staff in half, or better yet, kept them at eight and allow them just to do what they're good at, which is sell. They spent probably 80 to 90% of their time on the phones. A lot of it was voicemail and and trying to catch people versus, boy, if we could free them up just to sell, our sales would have went through the roof. So 
Again, the, the businesses out there have the ability uh, now with software that's available to automate their sales and marketing so that they capture information when folks come into their business to their website, and then those prospects get what's called nurtured along the way so that you can identify those who are hot, want to buy today, and absolutely we're going we're gonna to pull them in as quickly as possible. But it's that bulk of folks who won't buy for, for upwards of, of maybe a year or two. In fact, there are some statistics out there. Um, what was it? Garner Research says 67% of prospective buyers that tell you no today will be ready to buy in the next year. Unfortunately, most businesses give up after a few days or a few weeks. So they miss out on 67%. And then Cyrus' decision says 80% of leads you consider to be dead will buy within the next two years. Uh-huh. I mean, these are flat out dead leads that businesses, again, give up on and they could, 80% of those could become buyers. Okay. So huge, huge hole there. How can a business owner plug the holes that they currently have in their bucket and instead increase their sales, referrals, and testimonials automatically? Well, the best way is, is to get us imperfect humans, humans out of the equation as much as possible. So, uh, okay. um, you know, one, one way is, is, uh, to have the systems in place, obviously, and, and to have a program that, that kind of leaves the bread trails so that you can lead your prospect from the beginning point to the end point. The end point obviously being sales transaction. The, the challenge is where's that end point for a lot of businesses? You know, we'd all like it to be, let's say if, if you're buying cycles a week to be in seven days, but um, as we just heard their statistics, it may take up to two years. So what if we had a system in place that, that went two years and beyond? And you can, you can do that. You can put that in place so that you don't miss out. So again, not, not to, you know, go crazy with statistics, but this, this is a, here's an interesting statistic that will just blow all your listeners away. The, and, and, it was a, it was a question really with with my sales team because no one really wants to be pushy you know that 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 stereotype you know the salesperson is just just trying to push me and high pre- high pressure me we got a lot of that in the health club business mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately that hurts businesses they give up too soon and they miss out on the bulk of sales so uh, the average business quits after the first call or first contact. 48% of the the average businesses quit after the first call. That's almost half. 24% after the second. And and 90% quit after the fourth. So only 10% of businesses keep it going for five or more contacts. And that's important because when you look at when these deals close, 81% close on or after the fifth contact. 81%. 81%. So 10% are tapping into that 81% that close. And again, the challenge is, is, is for business owners to stay front of mind, to continually have a message and, and to have those contacts without it costing them an arm and a leg. And, and by doing things such as like sending out emails, but, but in an automated way so that you, as an example, have a thanks for coming in, maybe even a thank you card that's automated for some businesses as a way to say thanks for, for visiting. 
uh, and, and a series of emails that go out over weeks and months that continue to nurture that prospecting and let them know that you're still there. Occasionally give them an offer to bring them back in to see if you can close a sale, but um, to do it in a way that that doesn't involve a whole lot of time and energy is uh, is is a huge advantage you have over your competition. I understand that one of the major services your company provides is business automation based on the seven stages of the perfect customer life cycle. Could you tell us about those seven stages, please? Yeah, yeah. This is um, a, uh, a way of looking at your business differently than than most as t- the typical business is all about prospecting, bringing the traffic in, uh, capturing that information, hopefully, nurturing those prospects, converting them to sales, and then what happens? They start all over again, yeah. and and they go back to generating traffic, bringing them in, you know, negotiating whatever that process is to closing the sale and start all over again, and and the opportunity there is, boy, if one, if we knew that. The end game. So my health, let me just jump back to my health club business. Um, 60 to 70 percent of our members. And when I sold the, the club, we had about a, a 12,000 members at the time. Uh, 60 to 70 percent of those were uh, referring new members to us. Mm-hmm. So most businesses have the ability to Control that, I guess, is a good way of putting it. Rather than just re- relying on, oh, I do a good job, I give you a good product, you'll tell your friends and family and business associates. And unfortunately, especially in this day and age with so much clutter, so much distraction, um, that isn't necessarily true. What you want to do is, is put a system in place that reminds folks that you're, you're there and and that you can help their friends and family and so forth and, and basically build referrals. So rather than going back to generating more traffic and, and closing more sales right after the last sale, the next step in the perfect customer life cycle is the what we call the deliver and wow stage. So um, ra- so the wow stage is, is all about delivering the unexpected, you know, under promising over delivering. We've heard that um, before. Well, what if after someone purchases your product and service, they got something in the mail? They got something via email that was was a digital download that, did, again, didn't cost you anything, but was an extra added bonus. Um, they, they thought, wow, these guys are really special. Um, I really appreciate that. Everything, every business out there battles with buyer's remorse. I don't care what product or service you're selling. And certainly the higher end it is, the the more that you're battling. Um, This is also a great strategy to reduce that or eliminate that because now you're making these folks who were maybe kind of gone, I'm not sure if I made the right decision. And then, you know, maybe the next day, maybe the next hour, there's something that they get that was totally unexpected and and totally takes their mind off of did I make the right decision to, wow, this is absolutely the right decision for me. Uh, so the wow sequence is, is exactly what it sounds like. It's all about wowing your customer, and it's, it's an automated sequence that starts from the moment they purchase. And, and so as an example, when someone purchases something on a website 
or in your store, you could, you could, the, the actual purchase would trigger a thank you card, an email that says, Hey, Charlie, thanks for, for purchasing. And, and then a series of events could happen over the next series of days, weeks, months, even years, um, to make them feel great about their purchase. And here's what happens in, in most businesses that, that I just had an experience with. Last year, about this time, we decided to get our house painted. And you would think that the painting contractors of the world would kind of realize that after paint is painted. Uh, um, so, Joe, have you ever had a house painted? I haven't had one painted, but I, I painted one before. Okay. And, you know, it's a once. I mean, once you do it, it's good for life, right? Yes. Well, that, that's, that's what my painting contractors thought, too. However, about three, four years into it, I, I noticed some paint was peeling. Did you ever see that after three or four years on your paint job? Yeah. <laughs> and and you would think that these guys would maybe contact their customers after a period of time and say, hey, you know, it, your house is probably in need of, of more paint. Or even if it's not, you might want to change the color a bit, you know, change it up. Um, we got nothing. So So last year I decided, hey, it's time. And I liked the guys who painted our house last time. Fair price, did a great job. I didn't even want to shop. I just wanted to get them here. You think I could remember who they were? Probably not, no. I looked. I couldn't remember. They sent us nothing, no phone calls, no emails, nothing. So I ended up having to shop around and, and, and find another painting contractor. And it's just, a, it's just a shame because I lost out, and they certainly lost out on, on about a, a three to $5,000 gig there. And that's the way it is with a lot of business. We assume that, oh, they'll remember us. We, we did such a great job. We sold them such a great product. And I don't care if it's three years or three months or three weeks even. You know, folks today have short memories because there's just too much going on. So um, the wow sequence should happen and continue for a long, long time. And especially if you're in a business like that where car, real estate, things of that nature – you're depending on them to come back five, seven years down the road. You don't want them to forget about you. Um, then there's the point where after the sale, folks are either happy or not happy. Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't you like to know if someone wasn't satisfied with your product or service? And in most businesses, the only time we find out is if they're really ticked off and you get a nasty letter or call, or whatever it is, and and thank goodness, right? So we can fix it. But it's it's probably you know the eighty twenty rule there, and eighty percent of the folks who weren't satisfied never tell us. But unfortunately, they're telling their friends and everyone else that they weren't satisfied. Uh, maybe even going on social media and so forth. So today, more than ever, it's important to have a sequence in place. I mean, a simple email that goes out on an automated basis, let's say 30 days after the purchase, that says, Charlie, love having you as a customer. Hopefully your product is going great for you, doing everything it says, and then some, by the way, can you let us know, are you happy or not happy? Just click a yes or no button right here. And the yes button saying they're happy, that goes into a separate sequence, when I, and when I say a sequence, I'm just talking about a series of, of emails or it could be postcards or, or uh, voicemail blasts. I mean, anything you can think of, but we'll just stick with email. Um, and, and the next email that, that comes out at a period at a certain point in time could be a 
now that we know you're happy, maybe it's a good time to ask for a testimonial, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or tell you about a referral program because we don't want to, yeah, can be kind of awkward if I ask you for a testimonial and you weren't happy with our product, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, hey, join our referral program so you can blast us to, to the whole universe. So, so that's obviously important and really helpful to, to, to know who's going to support you. Um, but more importantly, it's the folks who aren't happy. And the second they click that no button, you could trigger a, an email, a task that goes out to your VA, your assistant, your, your receptionist, whomever, to make a call right away and, and connect with that person, mm-hmm. uh, your manager, your store, I mean, whomever it is. And, and again, have, a, have an email that goes out at the same time and says, oh, we're, we're sorry, we're going to do everything we can to fix it, yada, yada, yada. Um, and what will happen is, because I saw this in my health club business, and, and it, this, again, back in the day, we didn't have the email. Um, we found that our unhappy customers end up being our best supporters because we were able to fix things. We were able to listen to them, which no other business was doing, so that when we got them back to being happy, boy, they were the happiest customers anywhere. So there's a huge opportunity to have something in place, not only just from the obvious. You don't want someone negatively talking about your business, but the extreme positive that those those guys and gals are going to be with you for life because you you are one of the only um, businesses that actually listens to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to summarize, the seven stages in this perfect customer life cycle is, is one, we want to attract the traffic. We want to capture them the lead, leads in our business at stage two, whether it's with web forms on our website or phone calls and have a system in place or, or something when they come into our business. We want to nurture those prospects in the third stage so that whether you're ready to buy today or two years from now, there's something, some kind of a system in place that keeps my business front of mind. And, and then there's the convert sales point, which is important. <laughs> At some point, we want to generate dollars from this group. Uh, then, then it's that, and so these next three stages are the ones that, that are really critical that most businesses leave out. It's the deliver and wow. It's the upsell customers. There's huge opportunity there that most businesses forget about upselling and cross-selling. Once, once customer A has bought your product, customer A 30 days later may be the ideal candidate for your next product or service. So, so think about opportunities there. And then the final stage, stage number seven, is is focusing on getting referrals. Referrals, whether you have sixty or seventy percent, like I did in my health club business, or ten or twenty percent, it's still you can build that business. And and as you all know, that's the best kind of business you can get one because it doesn't cost you an extra nickel. And you know you're going to tend. We tend to listen to our friends and family members when purchasing something. Then an ad in the newspaper. Brilliant. Charlie, that is some great information and thank you for letting us know about the seven stages of the perfect customer life cycle. Charlie, where can we get more of this stuff from you and how can we learn more about you and your programs? Yeah, well, uh, two places. One, the the Business and Entrepreneur Network, you can find us at www.benresults.com. That's B as in boy, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, results. And the and, and why Ben? But I never told the story. So uh, so Ben is the acronym for Business and Entrepreneur Network, and uh, we uh, we branded it after Philadelphia's best known entrepreneur, 
uh, and you may know this 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 guy. I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's a guy. Benjamin's his first name, and uh, he's a big time inventor. And in- Benjamin Franklin. There you go, man. Uh, so uh, we we have some fun with with Ben, and, and we give away you know in the states uh, a Ben is a hundred dollar bill. So we give uh, give away Bens at all of our events and and have some fun there. But uh, the www.benresults.com and then our uh, Automation U, www.automationu.com is uh, our uh, automation services where we help businesses uh, automate their sales and marketing and uh, get them from working so hard and, and uh, uh, back to some, some sanity where their, their profits are significantly more than they were and uh, they can maybe go on a vacation every now and then. Well, that's the end of today's show, people. As ever, thank you so much for listening in. Charlie, I'd just like to say thank you to you for your time today and for the great information that you have shared with us. I appreciate the offer, Joey. Thank you for uh, everyone for listening. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. 